Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, giving you a little bit of help and hope on your journey of faith. And today we're going to talk about the meaning of Christmas. It's only three days away, you know, so the shopping is done, the packages are wrapped, and you're all set for this great celebration. Well, maybe not. Well, for the next hour, we're going to slow down a bit and look closely at the meaning of Christmas, all through the eyes of St. Francis, the great saint who really thought Christmas was the holiest day of the year. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director. Back with us once again, Father Albert Hass. Father Albert is a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on spirituality. His latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available on Amazon.com or from the publisher, Franciscan Media. Dot com. So, Father Albert, welcome to the program. I've got my book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, autographed by the author. Thank you so much. How are you today? I am doing actually, I'm doing actually wonderfully. I'm a little bit concerned about the weather because, you know, down here, we don't get the cold weather for Christmas. And so right now it's 60 degrees with bright blue skies. And so it doesn't feel too much like Christmas, <laughs> according to nature. But according to the readings at Mass, Christmas is well on the way. Well on the way, just right in front of us. And we are going to talk about that today as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting all of you and our listening audience to join us. And we're going to ask you to tell us about uh, your favorite Christmas, uh, that great memory for you, maybe some family traditions. And are you able to find the joy of the Christmas season, especially in 2020? So we'll get those phone lines open here in just a moment. But Father Albert has to get us started talking about Christmas today. Maybe the first question, what is the meaning of Christmas? Well, you know, this is a, well, let me tell you something. That, that's a great question because we Franciscans have a very, very unique understanding of the meaning of Christmas. So let me first of all just start, let me start off by talking about the traditional understanding of Christmas. In the 11th century, there was a man by the name of Anselm of Canterbury. And Anselm of Canterbury wrote a book called Why Did God Become Human? And according, according to this, his theory, which is everybody buys into, it's called the atonement theory. And, and, and what it means is that Adam and Eve sinned, and because, because Adam and Eve sinned against God— 
the wound was infinite. So we needed, we needed some aspect of God in order to heal the infinite wound that Adam and Eve inflicted on God as a result of the original sin. But it also had to, we also had to, the person also had to be human in order to undo or to atone for the sin of the first two humans, Adam and Eve. And so according to the atonement theory, uh, Christmas is the beginning of our salvation history. And so it's kind of like the, the story of Christmas, according to the atonement theory, the story of Christmas is always shadowed by the cross on Calvary. And so that's kind of the unique, that, that's the understanding that every Christian buys into. But we Franciscans, 200 years after Anselm, we Franciscans have a very, very, very unique understanding of Christmas because we believe that even if Adam and Eve had not sinned, Christmas still would have happened because it is of the very nature of God from time and God wanted to share in a very unique way in his creation. And so it's, it's technically called the primacy of Christ. And what it means is that even if Adam and Eve had not sinned, because God is this fountain fullness of self-expressing love, God still would have taken on flesh to share in the very goodness of creation that he himself had created. So we are very, very unique in that. And then what, make, what makes the, 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 the Feast of Christmas even more Franciscan is, as many people probably know, uh, three years before he died in 1223, St. Francis was in the little town of Greccio in Italy, and he wanted to somehow or another make the story of Christmas come alive. And so he brought in some shepherds, he brought some sheep into the church, and he made what is basically the very first crib scene. So that whole tradition that we have of putting up a crash under our Christmas tree, that goes all the way back to St. Francis. And so that gives, that gives the feast of Christmas an even more Franciscan influence. And then, and then what I find so fascinating uh, uh, Chuck, and a lot of people just aren't aware of this, is that, you know, as Franciscans, and what Francis emphasized so much in the incarnation of the story of Christmas, Francis sees there the humility and the poverty of God, that God comes to us in living flesh. And so it shows his humility. And so, and when you think about it, think now, Francis lived in the 13th century, and it was in the 13th century that the emphasis was put on the triumphalism of the Eucharist. And so it's in the 13th century that we began to have Eucharistic processions. It's in the 13th century that we begin to have benediction. So we emphasized the divine splendor of the Eucharist, and yet Francis makes a big twist, and instead of the splendor of the Eucharist, he emphasizes how God in his humility 
comes down to earth in order to show us his love. And then what Francis sees is in every Christmas, Francis says what happened at Christmas occurs also every day on the altar, that God in his humility comes to us under the form of bread and wine. So when you talk about being a Franciscan on Christmas, it's like this is our feast day. And as you said at the very beginning of the show, Francis even called Christmas the feast day of all feast days. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director talking about Christmas, and uh, let's open up our phone lines if you'd like to join us on the program today, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. You can email us, interlife at relevantradio.com. But as we talk about Christmas, uh, think back, uh, what Christmas do you remember the most? And tell us about that favorite Christmas and your family traditions. And then in the midst of everything that's going on in uh, 2020, are you able to find the joy of the Christmas season. How are you doing that? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So, Father Albert, you've probably answered the question, but let me ask it more more directly. Why was Christmas so special to Francis? Well, I think it it was because, you know, Francis being an Italian, you know, the the, the beautiful thing about the Italians is, you know, they they really are. It's part of their tradition, their touchy-feely, you know. It's probably the most romantic country in the world. And and so I think Francis being an Italian, you know, he just wanted to really, really celebrate the touchy-feeliness of God that comes to us in flesh at Bethlehem. And so I think that's probably why it meant so much to him. And, you know, so much of Francis's spirituality was centered around poverty and humility. And, of course, he has this great insight that went against his very times that he sees the poverty and the humility of God in Bethlehem. Again, remember. You know, it, it, it went against his time because in his time, the whole idea of Christmas and the Eucharist, it, it, it was highlighting the triumphalism of God. And yet Francis sees there the humility and the poverty of God, almost like a shock, you know, that, that mm-hmm. God, God, the creator of the universe, would suddenly want to share in his very creation, and he does so in the form of a simple little babe. And to think that God, in the 13th century, as John Duns Scotus, the Franciscan, said, and that this was God's plan from time immemorial, that God always intended to share his very self with us in a way that we could understand. And what better way to understand that than to come to us as a babe? Yeah. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, I was looking through uh, this morning through the apostolic letter by the Holy Father uh, issued um, last year on the meaning and importance of the nativity scene. These are the words from Pope Francis, which I think, uh, Father Albert, speak to what you're talking about. He says, in a particular way, from the time of its Franciscan origins, the nativity scene has invited us to feel and touch Mm -hmm. the poverty that God's Son took upon himself in the 
Incarnation. Implicitly, it summons us to follow him along the path of humility, poverty, and self-denial that leads from the manger of Bethlehem to the cross. It asks us to meet him and serve him by showing mercy to those of our brothers and sisters in the greatest need. And I think when we contemplate on the nativity scene, the the babe in the manger, we really can begin to experience uh, the humility and the poverty of God, but in all of that, the great love that he has for us. Mm. Precisely. And, you know, I, I think we have become so used to Christmas coming around every year on December 25th, that we also seem to forget the very shocking aspect of Christmas. And that shocking aspect is that God becomes flesh. I mean, you know, we, we take it for granted now. I, I, I remember, let me share one of my, my favorite Christmas memories. When I was a missionary in mainland China, I was living in the town of Wuhan. And uh, every year, you know, at Christmas, it's like every every atheistic Chinese um, wants to become a Catholic on Christmas, and they all try to pack into a midnight mass. And so, so at, on Christmas, at Christmas on the midnight mass, most Chinese churches, you have to get a ticket to get in because that's how they make. The Catholics get to celebrate uh, this great feast. Anyway, so I had a ticket to go uh, to the cathedral where the Franciscan bishop, Bishop Dong, was going to be celebrating the Christmas uh, Midnight Mass. Now, this is my very first Midnight Mass in mainland China, and I still remember at the consecration of the bread and at the consecration of the wine, they let off firecrackers. And I'm thinking, and I mean, they they jolted me out of the pew. And I'm thinking, my goodness gracious, they're trying to shock us into proclaiming the mystery of faith. (laughs) Anyway, so after the Mass, after the Mass, I I went up to Bishop Dong uh, and had a little chat with him. And I asked him, I said, Bishop, I said, tell me about the firecrackers. Why did, you, why did you set off the firecrackers at the consecration? And he said, it's our way of always reminding everyone about the shock of Christmas, that God takes on human flesh. And I'll never, never forget that. And, and that, has, that, that memory has lasted with me. And oftentimes on Christmas Day, I just try to spend a little time in prayer reflecting on the shock of Christmas, that God in his infinite love shares himself in the poverty and humility of human flesh. Wow. We are talking today about, let's use that term, the shock of Christmas. And what Christmas do you remember the most? We'd love to hear the story of your favorite Christmas and maybe any family traditions. And are you able to find the joy of the Christmas season in this year, 2020? Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. 
Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 56. Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com forester. If you're looking for a little help on your journey of faith, our priests are here for you. Call now, 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. Or email us, innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I'm Chuck Naff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, Jim Schaefer, answering your phone calls. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, one of our regular contributors, a Franciscan priest and now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. That, of course, in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert is also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, his latest, Soul Training, with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, uh, that now available on Amazon.com or from the publisher, franciscanmedia.com. Talking today about Christmas, and uh, phone lines are open. Toll-free number, 888-914-9149. As you think about uh, your family Christmas traditions, uh, we'd love to hear what some of those are. But what Christmas do you remember the most? And the other question, we're going to talk about this a little bit today, finding joy of the uh, in the Christmas season and especially in this year of uh, 2020. Are you able to do that? Uh, how are you doing it? We'd love to hear the story again, toll free. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. By the way, just a reminder, if you are just joining us, uh, you can hear our podcast of the entire show. Just go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and then you can download today's program. And the show's generally available for the download within an hour after we say goodbye. And then if the program has given you any help, any hope on your journey of faith, let uh, your family and friends know about it as well. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, talking about Christmas. Let's take a phone call. And uh, Edie, listening in Anaheim Hills, California, thank you for the call and welcome to the program today. Yes, thank you for having this um, issue today about <clears throat> about Christmas. Um, I grew up in Latin America, and I am 76 years old. Since I remember Christmas was the nativity scene and a party and pr- pray at midnight, and it's a 
joyful. They were not pres- They were present for the kids. That's it. Minor things. And I came to this country in 1965, and um, when it was Christmas, we we brought our nativity, the uh, Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus, and we said, and then we see about the neighborhood and everybody, the streets and everything is the rainers, reindeer, the snowman, and nothing to do with, and we are, where is Jesus? Where is baby Jesus? And... Um, I'm going to make it short. Thank God, uh, we all in the family, as we grew up and everybody gets married, everybody has an activity scene. We buy it. We go to other countries to make sure we get the right one that we want for the next person that got married. And uh, even now, they, some of my friends, close friends, they have gotten the, to understand that it's not the snowman. It's not, if you ask, Children, that's it. I want to tell you so many things because I'm so passionate about Christmas. You know, it's God Almighty. I think Santa Teresa of Avila says, if we were to be, you know how it says, if we were to live 1,000 years. Do you remember that prayer? I don't remember how it is, but if we were to live a thousand years, we won't know what it is when we pray. It's God. It's Almighty God. It came down, and and we don't celebrate. We don't. What, what is Jesus in here? If you come and see my neighborhood, none, none has outside at Christmas. They have. They're all the decors except about Jesus. So that's what, um, but to to me, what I'm telling you is I feel a little bit happy that most of the people that I know now, my family, my nephews and nieces, they all have their activities in at home, the ones that are yeah. And thank you for, uh, this is the last point. I'm, I want to tell you so many things, but I'm so passionate about the nativity scene for Christmas. I want to thank you if you want to tell the story how uh, St. Francis of Assisi started the first nativity. And this is one of our traditions now. The kids that learn to read, uh, before they open the present, we pray, the rosary, etc. And before opening the presents, one of the children has to read the story about St. Francis of Assisi. It's a children's book. It's not a big yeah. book. It's a children's well, Edie, book. Well, Edie, I, you know, I don't know if you joined us late, but Father Albert did tell that story. And uh, Father Albert, she talks about being passionate for Christmas. I'm kind of hearing yeah, a little bit that, of passion I, in the story. I think I think that is just absolutely wonderful. And you know, as she was speaking about, you know, the snowman, I I can't help but wonder how every year at this time of year, the Knights of Columbus give out their wonderful bumper sticker, and we've all seen it, huh? Keep Christ in Christmas. And I think I, I think Edie is right on to a point that sometimes we have so commercialized this feast that we really forget sometimes what it's all about. And it's all about the humility and the poverty of our loving God coming to share with us his love. And the only way that he could share it is in a, in a way that we could understand, and that is through flesh and blood. Yeah. Edie, God bless you. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks uh, for joining us on the program today. We can hear your passion. Thanks for sharing it with us today. And she brings up a really good point, uh, Father Albert. I mean, I in our neighborhood, uh, and you've seen it everywhere, probably everybody in our listening audience has seen it. Christmas Day is over and the lights go out. All the decorations in the stores, uh, they get changed and we're on to something else. But Christmas is not just a day long, is it? 
No, no. I mean, that's why liturgically it's about two weeks long, you know, as, as we continue through with the Feast of the Holy Family uh, and we go all the way through to the Feast, you know, to the Feast of, uh, it, it ends on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. But I think it's important for all of us to remember that what's so you because Christmas is so unique, the church needs more time every year to constantly reflect on it. And that's why the, the Christmas season, you know, does kind of continue after after uh, Christmas Day. And I think it's important to remember there's a reason for that, because the, the shock of Christmas is such that we need more and more time to ponder uh, and to reflect upon its meaning. Yeah, and I wonder, too, Chuck, I mean, let, me, let me just interrupt you. I yeah, you bet. No, no, go I just think of the because Edie jogged, jogged a memory of mine as she was talking, and that is I distinctly remember last year around this time I was the guest on your show, and I distinctly remember. Do you remember this? I distinctly remember a caller called in and said, and I think they had five, the, the caller had five children, and they said it was a family joke because whenever anyone got married, they would always gift them with a nativity set. Yeah. And I still, I still remember that, and I'll, I often think, what a wonderful present, huh? That you give somebody uh, the, the story of God's love for us, and we see that in what Pope Francis calls the living gospel of the nativity scene. I do remember that call. We get a lot of calls, so I don't remember all of them, but I do remember that we uh, have actually given nativity uh, uh, sets of, as wedding gifts at time as well. What's so interesting about that is that most weddings take place when the weather is good, not in December, although some do. Yeah, yeah, right. And so it's it's a it's kind of a summer reminder sometimes of uh, what our faith is all about. It's a great gift. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Yeah, it really, really. I didn't, I didn't know you and Judy did that too, but I, I distinctly remember the caller who called in and told us about that. Funny yeah, how well, things stick in your mind, huh? Oh, and no kidding. Well, it's just so memorable. And when you really stop to, mm. to have you have you been to uh, Bethlehem? Have you been to uh, where the Christ child no, was I've born? No, ne- I've never been to the Holy Land, but I have been to Greccio, which is the Franciscan Holy Land, because it's the Franciscan Bethlehem where Francis started the Christmas crib. Yeah, and I have been, and it's uh, it's in the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem, which is about five or six miles just uh, south of Jerusalem, and you go down some steps to the place where Christ was born. What is always so interesting to me about being there is the manger. So when you're looking at the place where the Christ child was born, behind you is where the manger was, which is basically a feeding trough for the animals. And to Mm -hmm. be laid in the manger, and uh, I'm just always so taken with the mystery of the Eucharist and uh, Jesus becoming uh, bread for us and uh, food for us, and yet he was laid in the feeding trough of the animals. The image for me is just uh, very deep and, and profound. I I distinctly remember hearing a Franciscan preach on Christmas, and he talked about it. It's basically the same thing you had just said, but he preached about how the bread of life came to us 
in a feeding box. And he was saying how appropriate it is for all of us to remember how Jesus is the bread of life. And then, of course, being a typical Franciscan, he, by the way, moves it into the Eucharist, how at every Eucharist, Christ continues to come to us in humility and poverty under the form of bread and wine. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of things to uh, to think about when we contemplate uh, the nativity, the birth of the Christ child. It's amazing. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director. We're talking about that today. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Christmas, what Christmas do you remember the most? And what about family traditions in uh, your family? We'd love to hear the story. And we're going to talk a little bit. And I'm curious if um, you and our listening audience, if you're having maybe be a tough time this Christmas because of the pandemic. How are you managing that? Are you able to find joy in what this season is all about? Toll-free number 888-914-9149. Let's uh, head back to the phones. And Eva, listening in Henderson, Nevada, you're uh, up next and on the air with Father Albert. Father Albert, I just love you. I love listening to you. You are the best. I wish you had a, a church over here because I would be there every day, not just on Sunday. <laughs> well, let me, so let I just want to say, I don't, Eva, let me just tell you right away, you, you need to tell my community that because my community always reminds me I'm a hard person to live with. <laughs> They're probably saying, "Good, take them." No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to say that both my husband and I we go walking around our neighborhood, and it is so nice to see how many nativity sets are in front of their oh. houses. I just want to mm. say that. Also. When I went to church on Sunday at St. Thomas More in Henderson, uh, Father Sam, he's not our regular priest, but he just happened to be there to help, and his sermon was so beautiful, and the phrase that he said now sticks with me, and I wish I could make a banner. We are the reason for Christmas. Jesus mm. is the gift. Mm. I That was like, oh, yes, that is so true. It's not mm. the reason Christ is the We are the reason. Jesus is the mm. gift. And mm. uh, that, that has just stuck with me, and I love it. And thank you for hearing me out. I love you, Father. And I love this show. Thank you so much, and have a blessed and Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Eve. I appreciate that. Yeah, we, we do. Thank you uh, so much uh, for joining us uh, on the program today. Father Albert Hass, uh, our spiritual director, talking about Christmas. And uh, what was Christmas for you uh, like for you, Father Albert, when you were growing up? Well, let me tell you something. I'm embarrassed to say this, Chuck, because one of my, one of my distinct memories at, of Christmas is when I was about five or six years old. Now, you have to remember, I was born and raised in New Orleans, and this would have been like in 1961, so this was still the age of segregation. And I distinctly remember, Chuck, one day my mother is looking outside the kitchen window, and she sees an African-American man looking through people's garbage. So Mama went outside. This is, this is like the day after Christmas. 
Mama went outside and asked the man, uh, what was he looking for? And the man said to my mother, the man said, well, I, I'm looking to see if there are any old toys that I could give to my children. Well, my mother took the man by the hand, brought him into our house. And I distinctly remember mama saying, now, sir, Albert is going to take you to his bedroom because that's where all the good toys are and help yourself to two of them. I'll never, I'll never forget that. And I'll never forget just how angry I was that mama was, mama had given me these toys for Christmas and now I had to sacrifice two of them for somebody's need. But now as an adult, as I looked at, as I reflect on that, I'm thinking, my mother had a generous heart, and she really had a sense of what Christmas is all about, because it's all about giving. It's all about love. Yeah. Great story. Great story. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director. Let's uh, take another phone call. Joanne, listening in Philadelphia. Thank you for the call. Good to have you on The Inner Life today. Oh, thank you. This is uh, my first time listening to your program, and I've been so blessed uh, and full of joy just listening. And as a matter of fact, I want to really thank Father Albier for telling the story of Christmas through the Franciscans. And um, it really touched me in a way where I will now think about Christmas in a different way. God wanted to share himself with us in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I've never looked at it that way before, uh, other than through salvation. Instead of mm-hmm. wanting to be with us in the flesh, like the Italians. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful right. thing I've heard. Oh, and thank I'm you, really and the way you tell it just makes it so much more joyful. Mm. And I'm, I'm telling you, from this Christmas on, I, I will be changed forever. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling, Joanne, and thanks for listening to The Inner Life. I think Chuck's got a great thing going here with this show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, well, Joanne, God bless you. So grateful that you tuned in for the first time. We hope you'll keep listening uh, really all across the relevant radio network. But uh, what a beautiful story. And uh, Father Albert, I, I just um, the, the honesty of our listeners, you can hear the emotion when people are touched uh, so deeply. So, uh, Joanne, thank you for the call. And uh, Father Albert, thank you for sharing uh, the story of St. Francis and Christmas with us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director on the program today. We're talking about Christmas. And tell us about your family traditions, uh, your favorite Christmas. Was there one uh, that sticks out for you? And we're going to talk about uh, the pandemic and how we're dealing with all of that. It's really an opportunity, I think, if we can embrace that. We'll talk about that when we come back. But if you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester.
Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Inner Life Show or email us innerlife at relevantradio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Good to have you with us on the program. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Father Albert, a Franciscan priest, now chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas, that in the Diocese of Austin. Father Albert, also the author of 12 books on popular spirituality, his, so his latest book, Soul Training with the Peace Prayer of St. Francis, now available on Amazon.com and from the publisher, FranciscanMedia.com. I mention as a website too, um, www.albert.com. Albert, albertofm.org, albertofm.org, if you want to find out uh, more about uh, this uh, great Franciscan priest, one of our regular contributors here on the program, talking today about Christmas. A little bit of time left in the program. If uh, you want to join us, toll-free number 888-914-9149. What Christmas do you remember the most? And are you able to find any joy of Christmas uh, in this uh, really different, chaotic uh, pandemic uh, 2020. But again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. By the way, um, this is the year of St. Joseph as proclaimed by the Holy Father. To help you fully experience the year of St. Joseph, we at Relevant Radio are offering you all kinds of resources that will help you grow in your devotion to St. Joseph. All you have to do is go to relevantradio.com or use the Relevant Radio app. Click on the banner to experience the year of St. Joseph. And when you register, we'll send you a free booklet uh, for the year of St. Joseph. That includes the seven sorrows and seven joys of St. Joseph, our Holy Father's prayer to St. Joseph as well. You'll also receive a monthly spiritual reflection on St. Joseph from Father Rocky and other relevant radio voices throughout the year. Again, all you have to do to sign up, go uh, to relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app and click on the banner. So, Father Albert has talk a little bit, if you would, about um, the pandemic. I mean, with uh, first of all, this time of the year, the days are getting shorter. It's a little darker. And um, so there's an element of depression. You know, people are really struggling with uh, maybe not being able to provide the ideal Christmas. Certainly with a the pandemic, there's fear, maybe a less income these days uh, with a job loss or a cutback in, in hours um, working. But um, maybe some advice for what we can do and maybe looking at it maybe as an opportunity for us to really embrace um, what is essential, what this season is really all about and how much God loves us despite everything that's going on. Well, I mean, is, isn't that the great mystery? Because I just had the in spiritual direction two days ago, Chuck, who looked at me and said, how on earth does God allow this pandemic? And I think it's, it's it, for all of us, you know, it, it, we have to, it, the pandemic has certainly challenged me to, to once again grapple with the great mystery of suffering. And suffering will always be a mystery. But we, I have to believe, and I would hope that all of us can come to the place to believe that it's in the midst of this pandemic, and it's in the midst of our broken promises and our broken dreams, that God comes to us as a little baby, and God wants to share with us everything 
that we want to share as human beings. And so, and so as the letter to the Hebrews says, you know, Jesus, Jesus was tempted every way that we are, but he never sinned. I, I saw, I went past a, career, uh, a, a, a person's house here, uh, here in Temple, Texas. She, she's a regular uh, who co- comes to Mass here, and he also, she also comes to many of our retreats. And I, I just was so touched because she had her Christmas crutch uh, set up in her front yard, and, and the baby Jesus is wearing a mask. And on the mask, it says, I haven't forgotten you. And I just was so touched. I was so touched by that because in many ways, that's the story of Christmas for me this year. That in the midst of this pandemic, I still want to celebrate the love and the presence of God who came to me in the only way that I could understand. And that was in, it's in human flesh. I have not forgotten you. What a great message. I love it. Father Albert Hass is our spiritual director. Let's uh, take another phone call. Valerie, listening in Hayward, California, you're up next. Welcome to the program today. Hi. Hi, Father Albert and uh, Chuck. Um, Father, I actually attended one of your classes last year at the Religious Congress in Los Angeles. It was my first time, and you you, you strike so many chords in my heart, but... um, the tradition I wanted to share is actually uh, I borrowed it from my uh, good friend's family. Every Christmas, they get an ice cream cake and sing "Happy Birthday to the Baby Jesus," and uh, just to remind us what it's all about. Mm, that's a great. A lot of fam, a lot of families, and a, and a lot of uh, Catholic grammar schools. They also do that as well. And as you say, it's a great little reminder. And I don't mean to, to sound like a broken record, but a little reminder that the Knights of Columbus always remind us to keep Christ in Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, Valerie, thanks uh, yeah. for joining <laughs> us. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's hard to forget with all the commercialization. And I think yeah. one of the things mm. of the pandemic, it sort of closed it down. And for me, it's made me more um, intent on learning more about my faith and keeping all the the tinsel and everything on the side. It's, it's helped me focus mm. more on what the reason for this season is. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, let's take another phone call. Rachel, listening in Silverton, Oregon. You are up next, and welcome to the program today. Hi. Can you hear me? We sure can. Go ahead. All right. Um, so I just wanted to share a little bit um, about what my family's doing this year. Um, we are all new to the Catholic Church, um, just baptized in July. Um and so we've, it's been interesting with the pandemic and um, not getting to the Easter Vigil Mass and, um, you know, having sign-ups and um, things being shut down. So I just thought I want to really bring the spirit of Christ to Christmas this year. So I'm going to, like, figure out everything I can do. <laughs> so, um, of course, we have our Advent wreath, so we do that every night. Um, where the year before when I was a catechumen, I didn't really know how to do it. Um, I was only lighting the candle on Sunday, before Sunday. Um, so every night we come together and we light the candle. And um, we got a little 
tiny tree that I just ordered off Amazon, and I got the book called Advent Jesse Tree, and we made little ornaments um, from these little wood, uh, just tiny little wood squares with holes, and we draw the little symbols on it. <clears throat> and then we read, my husband reads the, the reading for the children, and we hang up the ornament. Um, and then I read a little Advent Meditation with, uh, it's called Advent Meditations with Fulton Sheen. So it's just a little something, small book, short reading with a, a prayer at the end. Um, and then we do um, Father Rocky's daily Advent inspiration after that. And then we uh, do our uh, Advent calendar, which has the chocolates for the kids. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we just really enjoy that. And we also celebrated uh, the Feast of St. Nicholas this year, and we, I had the kids put their shoes under the tree. And so my older kids thought this is, like, such a change, but they really enjoyed it. And um, so St. Nicholas also brought them some other books that were um, focused on, like, the Feast of St. Lucy and a book about the, um, the uh, history of the poinsettia and some other um, books on saints for the feast days through Advent. So it's been really great, and just they really love it, and we all just love coming together at night, and it's our wreath is in the same room as our Christmas tree and our little Advent tree. Nice. So it's just been really great, and I just feel like the Catholic Church is just so focused on Christ that it's just brought such the the love that I've always wanted to feel for Christ is just, really blossoming with wow. where we're at right now. And so, yeah. well, Barb, thanks. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rachel, Rachel. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks. Uh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate that. I'm saying Barb, because I want to get to another phone call here. And uh, Barb, uh, welcome to the program. Father Albert referenced a call from last year about giving nativity sets. And I'm told you are the Barb who called in last year. Is that correct? <laughs> really? Yes. My husband, oh. my husband Willie and I, Deacon Willie, uh, every year give. Uh, well, if we have a wedding, we go to the Wheaton Religious downtown Wheaton, or we can order on online. We get a Fontanini set, and it's just the beginner. And um, and then for my kids, they have gotten married, the three boys, and um, I, I add usually something to it during you know for Christmas during the year. The next this year, is so, and it's nice because they're. They're figurines that you, the kids can play with because they're like rubber. They they won't break, you know. So oh, anyway, but I wanted to share my favorite Christmas. Yeah, yeah my favorite ahead. Christmas was in 1981. My favorite Christmas was in 1981 um, after our second boy was born. They were only first two were only 14 months apart, and my husband gave me a Bible and a gift certificate to a marriage encounter, which I use my Bible every day. And it's like my best friend. And um, the marriage encounter, the, what we learned about God being in our, Christ being the third person in our relationship was just uh, just a blessing. And that was my mm. favorite Christmas. I'll for, never forget that. <laughs> hey, and Barb, if, if, if you remember the next time you're at Wheaton Religious Gift Shop in Wheaton, Illinois, make sure you tell Phil and Sue, the owners, make sure you tell them hello for me. I remember them fondly from when I was living in Chicago. Well, 
their sons have taken over now. So Phil and Sue aren't working there anymore. <laughs> oh, well, tell, brother, tell, their, so. tell their but sons. Anyway. They might remember me. <laughs> yeah, Barb. I'm sure. Yeah, Barb, God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, that's great. A marriage Encounter Weekend Gift Certificate. I would uh, highly mm-hmm. recommend that. <laughs> if you don't know what to give uh, your wife or your husband, try that. Um, it's a weekend for marriages. And gosh, uh, I've been talking a lot about uh, the final battle is for marriage and family. So if you want to enrich your uh, family life and uh, your marriage, I would I would highly recommend uh, considering a Marriage Encounter Weekend. And uh, Father Albert, I've got about 30 seconds before we have to wrap things up. Any final thoughts for our listeners today about Christmas? Well, let's, let's just, like, if I could just summarize once again real quick that really from the Franciscan perspective, Christmas is all about love. It's not about God demanding that we atone for our sins, but it's God's way of sharing with us his very self, and he had to do it in a way that we would understand, and what better way is it than to come to us as a baby? Because it's in the baby Jesus that all of us see the presence and love of God. Amen. Father Albert Hass, our spiritual director, time to wrap things up. Father, as you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. And, and on the, with, with the Franciscan flavor of this show, let me just bless them, use the blessing of St. Francis. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you kindly. May the Lord give you peace. The Lord bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Merry Christmas to you, Chuck, and, and to all your listeners. And Father Albert Hass, Merry Christmas to you as well. I know we'll see you again next year. Thanks to Father Albert. Thanks to you for joining us. We do appreciate that. Don't forget, 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Gail Clark. We're celebrating Mass next, and we're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.